All right, quick disclaimer before we start the show. Uh, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers, and we will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of the Phone Buzz podcast, the show brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Phone Buzz Podcast for all the latest news and extra content from the show that share us uh, with your friends and family if you're enjoying what we do here. My name is Evan Krause, and I'm joined here by Zach Whitney. Hi, guys. Nice, <laughs> nice Christian intro. Crawford. Spot on. Great start. <laughs> uh, how are you guys today? Uh, I'm doing good. My name is Christian Crawford, by the way. Thanks for that intro, Evan. I, I, I said it, but you just didn't hear me. Yeah, I feel a rivalry starting. Like, like I kind of dogged on you the first two episodes, and I feel like it's going to come back my way. So I mean, you do I'm, you do deserve that. So. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm just kind of here. <laughs> Anyways, you guys got any uh, funny stories this week? Well, I think you have a good story this week. Um, oh, actually, it involved all three it? of us in a small way. Um, why, don't, why don't you start, Evan? You, you kind of started with the, with the situation in the first place. The guy from today? No, not the guy from today. The, the family with the, the ports and the unlocked phones and all that good stuff. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. They were there for like seven hours. <laughs> all right. So I had a family that came up to me, and they wanted to leave AT&T and go to Verizon. Um, they had whoop, whoop. <laughs> they had three lines, um, and so I was like, all right, yeah, I can totally do that for you. Started the whole porting process, got everything, all the information I needed, moved two phones over, and left the wife's phone on the AT&T um, account just in Which case in I messed up. was a really good decision. Thank God I did that. <laughs> Anyways, I had done that, and we'd gone through, and I tried to activate the, guy's, the dad's phone. First off, it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything. Obviously, it wasn't activating because it was locked to AT&T. So I was like, well, it, it'll give it a second. G- give it a minute. It'll, it'll work populate. through the system. It'll work out. Forgetting that, of course, it still locks it. Anyways, so we had ported two of them over, and they're, they're just these two phone numbers just dormant, not in phones that are working. Mm-hmm. The, the SIM cards themselves were activated, but the phones weren't. So the, their numbers were still there. that just couldn't do anything with them. Right. And so we had to unlock the phones first. And that is good. And then in order to unlock them, you have to pay it off on the carrier. Yes. They don't let you switch if it's not paid off yet. Yep. So did they pay it off with you in store? They paid it off with me in store over the phone, but okay. it was like $700. So they dropped a fat <laughs> chunk of money to do it. And then pretty much we're told, oh, we have to wait 24 hours for your phone to fully unlock. Yeah. So before, after you make any payment on a device, this goes for pretty much any carrier, you have to wait 24 hours before you can request an unlock. Just take it to a different carrier. Now, we didn't really know that. Like, I, I'd not done that process before, so we didn't really know that. It's not really in any of AT&T's, like, policies or anything like that. So, yeah, so they basically were sitting there with phones that they could not use on Verizon that were yeah. not active, that, you know, had dead phone numbers on it, essentially. Exactly. And so <laughs> the mom, the only one on AT&T, she was trying to call 611, which if you don't know, 611 gets you directly to that carrier's customer service. So she was on the phone with customer service. We were on the phone with our version of customer service that just goes straight to the carrier. And, of course, it's, like, one of the busiest nights for them Busiest nights. It's, like, 15 minutes to get somebody on the phone. We were on wait. We were on hold for probably over 30 minutes. On she was wait. very close. <laughs> but but she was cussing them out. She was like, this is not going to I was pretty happen. scared myself just, like, be around her. I wait. was so nervous. I thought she was going to freak out on me. It was she terrible. Was cussing? Oh, yeah, on oh, the phone yeah. with 18 Tech uh, customer like, service. this is unacceptable. Like, huh. she, was, she wasn't upset at us. Like, I mean... 
we we didn't she, know about that policy and that policy is purely like a made-up at&t thing so she wasn't upset at us at all or like evan at all it's just on the phone with them she was letting them have it it was awesome see she had every right to be mad at me because i should you know as a mobile representative should have known that <laughs> but of course i didn't do that but she she didn't even she didn't even think it was my fault at all she's like at&t you suck she's like this is why we're leaving I mean, oh. it, it is a dumb policy. It's, okay. it's it's the most aggravating thing. A lot of carriers have just like the most made up like fees and just policies that are incredibly anti-consumer that are just mm-hmm. yeah. piss people off all day. The, the reason. Oh, then the I, next day. Yeah, they say the the next day. The reason why I asked, like, she was cussing. She came in. She goes, "So I'm gonna save you a lot of time." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "I w- I was here basically." <laughs> she said, like, from two o'clock till close yeah and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god she's like telling me that like the port of two numbers over but not the third one and that like everybody in the mobile department that night had like tried to assist on this which i find this super funny too because i've actually had this issue in the past so i could have mm. fixed it instantly Oof. right then and there but i was off work when this Yikes. happened Oof. um <laughs> so she comes in the next day sweetest lady ever yeah she was so she was, very nice very yeah nice. she was just like yeah so like, here's what happened like can you just get my number on verizon I'm like Oh, 100%. <laughs> gotcha. And I have her in and, peasy. in and out in like five minutes, yeah. ready to go. And she goes, and what about my husband and I believe son was the other one? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm like, can you call them right now? She's like, no. I'm like, put those Verizon SIM cards in it. You're good to go. Yep. I'm like, if they've lost service and you're good now. So like when you said she was cussing, cussing up the storm to ATT and all that, I'm like, I, was, I did not think this lady had I it know. in her. I was blown <laughs> she away. Very much she, did. The whole time, for like the first three hours of our interaction, she was so nice. And yeah. then she went out the door, or she called 611, went out the door and came back in a completely different yeah. person. Also, real quick, can I have a percentage base of how many successful ports you've had? Like Evan uh, Krause? Yeah. Like me alone? <laughs> yeah. It's a very low rate. It is, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, We're talking under or over 50%. Oh, under. <laughs> under. Probably, probably <laughs> close to like 35%. I've had to call NSS more than I, I think anyone oh, in mobile has. I mean, there's just so much that can go wrong with those I, ports. I'm a walking error. We, bo- we all know <laughs> that. I am literally an error. <laughs> Oof. It's bad. But uh, no. Ah. <sighs> Oh, and kind of more to that point, um, in the last couple of episodes, we've talked about customer stories that, you know, we've had personal experience with, and we don't want to give the impression that we don't like these customers. In fact, like, I think I speak for all of us. We very much love our jobs. We love helping people. You know, it's, it's what we get paid to do, and we, you know, genuinely enjoy doing it. So um, we're not here to rag on customers. We're more, like, upset about the situations and mm-hmm. just certain things at Best Buy that are just generally frustrating with, um, especially with carrier on the side of things. It's not Best Buy. It's more like the carriers that we have to deal with and Hoops, we got to jump through and all that right. good stuff. So just want to clarify that point. Yeah, no, uh, we, uh, we've got a great show for you this week, uh, and there's definitely a lot to talk about. Now, Apple just announced um, a bunch of new products, including a whole new lineup of just iPhones in general. Um, there's a new base model iPad on the way and the Pixel 4. Uh, it, there's just, I mean, leaks on top of leaks, leaks on top of on leaks. Leaks on top of leaks. So it's just all, the all sorts of different things. Lots but, uh, of leaks. <laughs> what do you guys think about the new iPhones? New iPhones? Oh, man. Uh, so let's, uh, I guess we can just go through the, the specs and kind of just give the general news For on sure, it. sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, this actually comes straight from Apple.com. They did a pretty comprehensive uh, coverage of their own event. Shocker. Um, but yeah, there's uh, three new iPhones. There's the iPhone 11 Pro, the iPhone 11 Pro Max, the iPhone 11, not the 11R, which we kind of thought it'd be last. What are you laughing at? How dumb, <laughs> How dumb the what? 
the names are. Oh, the names. The 11 Pro. Ooh, so 11 we're, I think Pro we're going to debate that a little bit later. I'm actually in favor of it. So that'll oh. that'll be kind of interesting. 2 v uh, one um, But yeah, so in the, in the new specs, the big thing on the Pro and the Pro Max is a triple camera setup. Um, it's pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be. There's a telephoto. There's a wide angle, which is your standard. Uh, and then there's also that ultra wide angle, which is the, the big deal. Um, there's a new camera UI, uh, which actually gives you an ultra wide preview. So if you're taking just a normal photo, that. it shows you like the, where the black bars used to be. It shows you what the ultra wide photo will now look like. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's a pretty cool little uh, little feature on it. Uh, new night mode, similar to Pixels. I mean, pretty much every phone on the market has a night yeah, mode welcome now. Welcome to the market. <laughs> welcome to the market. Um, on the front, there's new slow motion selfies called slow fees. Gross. I, <laughs> I, I doubt. It's one of those things I bet a lot of people are going to take, but nobody's going to look at. Like, you're going to take one and just never see it again, ever. It's going to be like the next 3D touch. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest <laughs> in peace, 3D Literally. touch. Officially gone from the new iPhones. Um, yeah, besides the cameras, there's a new A13 Bionic chip. They say it's the fastest chip ever in a smartphone, and I'm inclined to believe them. Um, you get up to five more hours of battery life on the 11 Pro Max compared to the 10s Max. That's four hours on the on the non-Max variants. Um, and then a first for Apple, you actually get an 18-watt fast charger included out of the box. Does that come with both models? No, so that's just in the Pro and the Pro Max. You still get the standard 5-watt in the 11. That's lame. Yeah. Um, they claim with that 18-watt charger, you get a 50% battery life in 30 minutes. Um, like we said, it's only included in the Pro models, not the 11. You can buy it separately, but it's not in the box with it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, based on the event, it seems like it's mostly just about the camera upgrades, uh, for the Pros at least. Um, Zach, do you want to go into the iPhone 11? Because I think that's the more interesting of, of the phone. All right, one thing about not... I don't want to bring, bring it to the iPhone. Is can we start... like? I want a purple phone. Can we stop putting it in just the economic phones? Put these phones in the flagship phone. And that's what's really driving me insane. But it's like a lavender purple, too. It's not even, like, a aggressive purple. I know. And same with, like, the purplish and the three A's. Like, oh yeah, the kind of purple. Is that what it's called? It's called purplish. Purple. Oh, my yeah. God. That's right, yeah. And I, I want that so bad. Purple is one of my favorite colors. But, nope, I have to downgrade my phone in order to get the color yeah. I want. Get that D-brand skin, man. We're not sponsored, but hopefully someday. <laughs> yeah, but no, the iPhone 11. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, for those of you who don't know, retail starts at seven hundred dollars, which is fifty dollars cheaper than last year's XR. The XR dropped to six hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, dropped to yeah five ninety nine. Yeah, yep. five ninety nine. Yeah, so I think hundred dollars more, you get a second camera. You're gonna get that A13 Bionic chip. I think that's gonna be. Uh, a really, really great thing for the phone because, I mean, it's cheaper than last year's model. It's like people that were turning down the XR was a little too expensive. Now you get a better phone than the XR, $50 cheaper than what you were possibly thinking you were going to come in and pay. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, even iPhones across the board, we were speculating too, prices were going to go up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, I think you said uh, last week that you thought the iPhone, the 11R or whatever that would be called, you thought that would be like 800 bucks, like yeah. minimum. And I, I, I agree with you. I did not expect Apple to be... Hey, let's be rational with the consumer. Uh, let's <laughs> drop the price. Who would have so, thunk it? Yeah. That was uh, that was probably the the only moment that genuinely surprised me from the announcement. Everything was else was pretty like it, it was really cool, don't get me wrong, uh, but it was pretty predictable or like you kind of thought it was going to happen, but that 699 price point for the iPhone 11, that was genuinely a, a shocking move. Yeah. I mean, I I was ultimately just surprised that they would even slap the same chip from the Pro 
mm-hmm. into this one. I I mean, they, uh, the I mean past- they did it with the 10R. I, yeah. The only time we didn't see that was the 5C. When they launched the 5C, the 5C was the same processing chip as the 5, but it launched with the SE. That's right. Uh, no, sorry, the 5S. The it 5S, launched with yeah. the 5S. Yeah, 5S. Um, so that was the only time we, we seen them not give it the newest processor was when they're like, and that was just because they had abundance of fives. They're like, nobody can buy the five anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and slap it in a pretty colorful phone. Got a big old warehouse then, of these five yeah. chips sitting yeah. around. Just shove them into something. <laughs> we got these leftover plastic from the original IMAX or whatever. Just yeah. throw that on the phone. So I mean, sell it, make bank. I think I think the eleven is going to do well. I wouldn't be surprised if actually we see when people come into our work that. They're, I, th- I think we're going to put out a lot more 11s than we are the 11 Pros, 11 mm-hmm. Pro Maxes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Do you think the colors will sell out a lot like it did for the 10R? Oh, yeah. Like the, um, just the color yes. alone? I mean, compared to what I've been seeing out of the Pro models, yes, the yeah. 11s are so much better color. You guys seen that like hideous midnight green? It's nasty. Oh, I'm, I'm not a fan. I think it's going to look pretty hot in person. I'm not going to lie. Oh, just like a dark so. green. Like I hope so, but... Man, those pictures. The were, pictures do not do it justice. Rough. It it's it is pretty rough. Uh also with the iPhone eleven too, the only and so as far as the camera on the back of it, the only thing that we're missing out on is that telephoto lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> iPhones they don't like iPhone users we don't know that. It's just, and it's just a two times zoom too. It's not yeah. it's not three times, which is becoming standard. Yeah, so I think honestly you can OnePlus. What's that? I said rep one plus. Rep one plus, that's right. <laughs> I think you might be able to honestly cut the corner and drop down a price point. Like, I have a Max. Yeah, I like the bigger screen. I like the OLED screen in it. But, I mean, me personally, I don't think I need an OLED screen. Uh, so, I, I like, I, I'm telling you right now, I will not downgrade to an 11. Right. But if that wasn't, like, if I was, like, trying to save money and stuff like that, I would be more than happy with going to an iPhone 11 mm-hmm. because that really seems like the only downgrade is your, I mean, the screen's only 0.4 inches smaller. It's still a 6.1 inch screen, right. but it's an LCD instead of an OLED. And I, everyday yeah. life, you don't really see the difference unless you're like watching videos constantly and stuff on it, which I mean, most time now, even if I'm watching videos, I'm throwing it to an Apple TV or something like that. It's not a whole lot I'm doing on my phone even. So like mm-hmm. cut the corner, save $300 and right. maybe go with the 11 instead. That makes sense. I don't yeah. know what your guys' opinion on that would be. No, I, I, I'm definitely in the same boat. I think it's not for this generation of iPhone. I don't think it's worth it to spend the extra cash just to go up a little bit, just because you you have so many more other options of so many good options. Right, for essentially the same thing. You just yes, you know, minus the A13 chip, like like I said earlier, the OnePlus it already has that. You know, yeah, the the new Samsungs it has those kind of things, which is kind of nice. Um, I just that can be in a later video that you know we talk about next generation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think this is the generation um, yeah. really to do that to to jump. Yeah, um, this kind of goes into one of our discussion points here. Um, do we like the new naming schemes for the 2019 iPhones? We kind of kind of hinted at it a second ago. No. I don't care for it. No. No. Okay. All right. No. All right. So we'll debate uh, that a little bit. What? I, why? So I like the 11. Mm-hmm. I don't like Pro and Pro Max. I think that's just super, super corny because I know the the pro, like, let's be honest, it's trying to be like, because it's the fastest chip in a phone, it's the pro models of it. Mm-hmm. But 
I feel like at the end of the day, too, it's going to be, I mean, we've kind of, like, ragged on Apple users and things like that. The 11 Pro, the 11 Pro Max, like, the naming alone is saying, well, maybe I should buy this. Which is why it's great for Apple and all that, but I just, yeah. I know that saying that name 800 <laughs> times a day is already eating at me right now, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I would argue it's better than 10s Max. I, I would, I would, yes, I would consider that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the reason I don't care for it is the word pro to me um, is kind of just a slap in the face to Apple. It's not what what necessarily is pro about it other than the chip, the cameras, you know, cameras. The, okay. Other than, yes, yes, true. <laughs> but like the, you know, their phones are out here that already have it. The yeah. the screen is sixty hertz and a super retina display. Right. There's nothing <laughs> really like pro yeah. in my opinion, at least. Yes, my you know plus or minus the cameras and yeah. whatnot. But like, it, there's nothing that really stands it alone because, like I said, yeah. there are other phones that have cameras very similar. This the display is still, you know, essentially the same, sixty hertz. There's nothing like that crazy about it to where I think yeah. pro lines up with hey let's go to the pro opinion oh. on the name ah. oh god i'm hurting from that segue <laughs> yes. ah. uh no i'm actually uh, at first i did not like the naming scheme i was like okay well there's getting rid of 10r like that's the stupidest thing ever but it's really about how much backlash did you guys hear that the new standard iphone cost 9.99 it's a thousand dollars for the iphone 10s that's that's like the standard iphone like how much did you guys hear backlash about that oh all the time yeah right so now they're making the standard iphone the iphone 11 at a more realistic price point so now whenever people say i want iphone 11 it's at 6.99 it's a much more stomachable price point and that falls within that like 30 to you know low 30 to 40 dollar um, price per month so i i agree with it because it whenever you buy that phone you don't feel like you're buying a budget version of the standard phone you feel like you're just buying the standard one because it's called iphone 11 it's a lot about perception but perception matters to customers especially when they're buying it for like color just one of those what we would call frivolous reasons but for them it's a very important so I, the pro moniker I'm not the biggest fan of Pro, but it makes sense. They have other lineups, the iPad Pro, they've got the MacBook Pro. So it's very much in Apple's wheelhouse to call that a Pro. It makes sense for their other for their other naming schemes. Um, one, and then, yeah, go for oh, it. Yeah, say one big thing I'm thinking about right now, too, and we've, it's always been speculated, but like nobody ever really took the time to research and figure it out. We had the conversation at work the other day with a coworker, too, where what does the R and the S stand for? And uh, Mr. Tim Apple himself <laughs> uh, came out and said nothing. It doesn't stand um, for anything. R becomes before S, so it's just not slightly as good. It's basically was right. the, what, what the model we got. So exactly. now we don't have to worry about what's R and S anymore. It's this is 11, this is the Pro. Yeah. So like yeah. it does eliminate that. So I mean, you, you're, you're converting me slowly. Right. On that. It, yeah. Um, it, it changes. It, it really just changes the idea that iPhone is for you know, the high dollar people only. It, it takes away that sort of moniker and that sort of perception that the iPhone is only for the rich. It's only for a select few and you're getting something that's less than. Good point. Yeah. Any any changes over there, Evan, at all? Or are you still are still we, heavy against we're working it? Against. <laughs> I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if that really changes my opinion. against it, all right. Okay, that's all right. That's all right. It's made a little bit of progress. Sorry, sorry. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> It'd be kind of boring if we all agreed, you know what I mean? Like, sure. <laughs> it's going to have a little bit of debate. Um, so with that naming scheme, um, do you think we're going to be seeing a new pro model every year? 
Or is this like one of those once every three years sort of thing? I don't think they can just keep slapping pro on things and just get away with it. I yeah. think I think it's going to have to cycle just like there was, you know, the C, the R, the S. It's just going to yeah. It's gonna keep cycling, I think. I think one thing that we might see is maybe the pro model dwindle away. Like we're getting like the 11 is replacing the 10R. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually these pro models become back to the base iPhone again. So for the long time, like we just had six, six plus, mm-hmm. six. Like I think we could get back to that stage. I don't see companies keep. I I know the more phones you release, the more you sell, but it's also more competition you're giving yourself too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's it's a. I guess like a business scheme you can kind of think about if you put out so many phones every year, like if you don't hit your quotas for those sales, like if what I'm thinking is going to happen is we're going to sell a lot more 11s than the pros and the pros max. Right. Um, And I think if you, I think it could hurt the potential sales of pro and pro max. So like, I think if those sales don't launch as well, we might just see the pro and pro max blend itself into the regular series again and go back to a two phone system. See, I, I would disagree a little bit in the fact that it's an inherently different consumer that's going for a $700 phone versus a $1,000 phone. Um, base model $1,000 phone. The 10, uh, or the, the 11 Pro Max costs 1099 so it replaces the 10S Max in the pricing scheme. But um, I, I think it's, it's a completely separate demographic that's going for those phones, and I think that's what they want. Um, we're going to talk about it here in a second with the uh, new pricing of the, of the older iPhones. Um, I don't. I hope there's not a pro every single year. I, I don't know what else they would call it though, because they they always name themselves into a corner, and they always have those weird one-offs like the 10R, the SE, like the 10S. That was the weirdest name ever. But um, I I don't know. I I think they probably will continue the pro every year just because they have to now, um, because they've now established that there is a definite and it's a bigger price gap now. There's a definite gap between the standard quote-unquote model iPhone and the pro one, the one that's for the elites, the one that's actually the high dollar iPhone. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope they throw an S at the end of it, honestly. (laughs) I hope they do. The 11 Pro S Max. Because we we already had, like, the weird thing of, like, the 10 going to the 10S. So people were going from, like, they always called it the X instead. So it was the XS Max. And we even called called that, too. Yeah, a tongue twister. So I want us to have, like, the 11 Pros. 11 Pros Max. 11 Pros Max. I want that to be a thing. (laughs) Honestly, I'm surprised they, they didn't wait one more generation to start the pro the pro um i think it that that real quick side note sorry to interrupt you um but i think it i don't know what's going on apple's side and all that but for me i think it's almost like a hey no no we're 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 not lagging anymore kind of thing it's Mm -hmm. the the pro is such pro such a good name like pro athlete like it has a very like specific connotation yeah it like it it has like a chemical in, like ability you know in what you inside. You know what's, like, yeah, it's like yeah. this is the best. It's pro. Right. And I think it's one of those things where like even me alone, like I was thinking about leaving iPhone. We'll touch on my opinion <laughs> a little later because uh, we have a couple more things uh, in store for the podcast. Uh-huh. But I think it's one of those things where like the pro, it's like you almost you you give it a second glance, like a double take at it, and be like, is it? Are we there? Are we back to where these phones should be? Mm-hmm. Is one big thing with the pro yeah. name. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I look at like, for example, 
backwards, you know, wireless PowerShare, PowerShare, for example, that's, you know, we're already the S10 came out and now the Note 10, they both have it. Well, now the iPhone still don't have it until yeah. next generation. And they still get that same size next, notch on the front. Yeah, next generation, <laughs> they're supposed to be dropping the notch. Yeah, next no, generation, no. they're supposed to be, you know, a whole new body style. Next generation, those kind of things. It's because, crazy how much people are like, wait for the next iPhone. Like, right. you always see those news stories. It's like, right. wait, for the 2020 iPhone's the one to get. Like, the same thing was said three years ago. But Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm just it, I'm just surprised that they didn't wait. Yeah. Something, something new and fresh is what I feel like they would have been the most valuable point to put pro yeah and again th- there's always those like really sp- people work hard i'm sure behind the scenes but like when it comes to the consumer facing stuff that makes you want to legitimately get a new phone and spend a thousand dollars on a new phone there's a lot of people that are that are camera nuts out there i'm just not one of them like i i use my phone camera sometimes but i don't know that's that's just not my market so i'm not the right one to speak about right. it but um yeah from the coverage i've seen the, the cameras are really cool and if you are a camera buff that's going to be a legitimately compelling reason to get an iPhone mm-hmm. Pro over the iPhone 11 or some other model. But um, that kind of takes us to our next um, next little topic here. So there's now six iPhones in the current lineup. Starting at the bottom, we've got the iPhone 8 coming in at $449. The iPhone 8 Plus is $549. The iPhone 10R, like we mentioned before, is now $599. And then, of course, the new iPhone lineup, $699 thousand and then eleven hundred dollars um so i I think this shows their willingness to compete across a much wider market and across a bunch of different segments Mm -hmm. um and i think they're acknowledging that that middle uh the mid end or the the mid tier you should call it um that they weren't competing in a couple years ago yeah i can see that it's just part of it is like you know just working at best buy the the people that are oh man work Anyways, (laughs) Um, the people that that describe like the eight, you're starting to see like the people that are, you know, even the rumors that are like, oh, they're just going to kind of wash out the the home button, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Do you think that even though this drop point or this, you know, drop in price is happening, do you think people are like even going to pick it up? The iPhone eight? Yeah. Or the eight plus? Uh, Yeah, I actually had a customer looking for the iPhone eight today. This is still before the price drop. You know, and before the, the new launches come out, yeah. Once I, I feel like you start to see those customers, we're like, we're still technically selling the 6s. Yes, it's prepaid, but like it's still right. there. It's still, it's people still out don't. There. People come in and like, do you guys have an iPhone 8 prepaid? Right. You know what I mean? Which yeah. We still have those, but it's like once they start to push into like the new pros and stuff like that, do you think the H is kind of going to drop off from people's mind? No, <laughs> I, no. I don't. The, I still have so many people come in every day. Where they come in, they look at the new iPhones, and then they go into a slight panic when they see it, and they should not a home button. <laughs> yes. Um, I I had the same worry when I upgraded. I had a seven plus for a long time, and I moved to the ten S Max. Um, for two seconds, I had the worry of, huh, do I really want to get rid of my home button? And I realized. Yeah. Probably did it for a reason. It's probably gonna work out a little better. Right. Uh, you get more security out of the Face ID. I feel like than you do the fingerprint. That uh, the fingerprint was not that secure on the mm-hmm. iPhone. Yeah. It was like you pressed it down like three times and it read your <laughs> fingerprint all of a sudden. Yeah. Um. So I I wasn't that impressed. Whereas Face ID actually takes the time with the second generation now, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have third generation here soon. Mm-hmm. Um. And then 
It's but no, like there are so many people that come in, they still want that home button. Oh yeah. And even though like you can tell them that it, it's gonna be it okay. It takes what <laughs> three minutes, four minutes messing around without a home button, and I even forget you ever had one. Right. Uh, but no, it's just people are just like, no, I, I like what I know, I want what I know. Yeah. And that's why I feel like the biggest thing Apple stuck around with the eight is because they know they still have that marketplace. Quick, mm-hmm. quick side note: How many generations do you think it's gonna take for people to? forget the eight it's next generation i don't think think it's going to be around next generation you think that's when people stop uh, asking for the eight i don't think if anything it's going to go prepaid like the successes and stuff yeah i just that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah, i i just don't see it apple dropping a price point another hundred dollars next year to keep it relevant yeah i just don't see why you would do that as a company. Yeah, I, that's whenever you're gonna see the prepaid carriers like start to subsidize the phone a little bit, and that's that's why we still sell the iPhone success is because it's subsidized to like two hundred bucks now. Which, you know, I'm not here to debate the merits of a two hundred dollar iPhone success. I wouldn't get it, but um, I, I you can you can get a lower cost through subsidization uh, with those prepaid carriers. So I think we'll still see the iPhone eight for probably honestly three years. Um, cause that's, that's the success right now and that's going to be phased out. So I'd say probably solid three generations and then that home button is, is gone. Okay. Yeah. Just thought I would ask. Yeah. Um, did you guys see anything from the keynote that you just had to have? Like, so that's the watch, that's the iPad, that's the Apple TV streaming service, which all seven people are hyped about. Um, or anything that might make you switch from your current phone? I mean, for me, if I do stick in the iPhone family, I the Apple TV Plus doesn't have me, like, sold. It has my curiosity. If I'm <laughs> you gonna, have my curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, like, I'm probably going to upgrade my phone no matter what this coming year because, like, I always like to have the, the new phone yeah the uh, so whether it's gonna be iphone something else I, i'm not sure yet sorry mm-hmm. guys um <laughs> but they're giving it to you for free for the first year if you buy one of their new products right? yeah yeah so it's almost like the curiosity is like well why not give it a try they're giving it to me for free for a year um i've seen a couple things out right now that like look they, they could be interesting mm-hmm. um is it a streaming service that i want and i need probably not not necessarily yeah um the arcade apple arcade that comes in has me a little interested um do you know the pricing scheme on that or anything i believe it was 4.99 a month for the pricing scheme on that so is it just like you you subscribe to that service and you get access to thousands of games or mm-hmm. yeah okay. uh it's it's 100 plus right now games um and then I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on it. I didn't. I was in and out of that keynote at the time because yeah. I was I was doing homework, and then when the <laughs> keynote was going on too, I actually uh, had a, a sports game to go on to later that night. Ah, much more important. Uh, yeah, so I was just like in and out. I was trying to rush homework done so I could, I could get down to St. Louis in time. Right. Um, so and then there's was, also that new the new news service from them. It's like a you, you get yeah. like a bunch of um, like the the ones that are behind the paywalls. They're now included with that new service. That has me curious. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I've seen, I looked into it a little bit, is the News Plus. I believe it was, I think it's either four ninety nine or nine ninety nine. It's around that same price point, yeah. Um, but one of the cool thing is you get like the ESPN is included now. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, for, for one, oh. I've heard rumors, but it's not official yet that like the Athletica 
Okay, disclaimer, guys. <laughs> huge sports person here. That's <laughs> honestly all I care about in my life a lot of the time. Besides the technology. Shirt he's wearing. Nerd. Um, yeah, the shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, I didn't now even see it. That's is a <laughs> it's a Blues logo with a Cardinals bird inside of it. Also, um, so yeah, but I, all that stuff. So those are two different subscriptions right there. That's like twenty bucks. If that's all included in one for ten bucks, I mean, I mean that's, that's worth, worth it, right it there. alone. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I like to bring about the keynote that really caught me: the Apple Care Plus. That. That, I totally missed all that, so you're gonna have to fill me in. Yeah, so that was really cool. Apple, it was it was something they brought up and let go very quickly. So if you didn't pay super close attention to it, you wouldn't have picked up on that's, it. That's that's why. <laughs> but um, they now are gonna offer it for AirPods and Beats. It's only thirty dollars for them. Like and total then, for two years. Or? Yeah, for okay. two years. Okay. And then it's two years of two claims, same as everything else that yeah. they have. Uh, but the biggest thing that they changed in there is the uh, the iPhones, I've, it's their it's their monthly yeah, their everything monthly that plan. they're able to do monthly. Uh, they now have the ability. It's not just standard of the two years. You're you can pay monthly until you stop paying. Now you're not locked wow. in the two years. You are still only given the two claims though. So if it takes you six months to do two claims, sorry, you're out. Hmm. Uh, if it takes you, you hold on phones all the time, which a lot of people do, uh, which is personally where we work when we upgrade phones and all that a lot of people come in they're like no i'll stick with my carrier's insurance because that doesn't stop at two years yeah yeah now apple has use ours it's gonna save you money mm-hmm. and then it's indefinite as long as you pay monthly do you know when that goes into effect uh, immediate towards the new phones so okay. everything uh everything that i've read is going to be immediate to the new phones i don't I didn't pay that close attention to see if it's going to be backwards compatible, mm-hmm. see if the like the 10s Max or anything is going to be able to do that. I'm not sure on. Hmm. I don't know if it Evan, is. Yeah, it is, it so is. it is going to be backwards mm-hmm. compatible too. Yep. Good, so, good, good guy, Apple. You, good um, move. Yeah. Pat on the back. You do have to, if you were to buy it before, um, before the new phones come out, then you're not subject to. <laughs> you literally get two years. Oh. So you get to. So wait. I wonder, could you return your Apple Care and then buy it again? If it's in 60 days. I mean, that's that's just way too in the weeds, but. <laughs> yeah, Contact know. Apple for Maybe. that answer. <laughs> right. Surprisingly, they had no comment. Um, man, anything else on those iPhones? We kind of, we covered a lot of it. Any other just, thoughts? Any other? Again, I, I don't think this is the year that we really see anything crazy. I yeah. Mean, yeah. The, the iPad, the, the, you know, new series of Apple Watch. Nothing yeah, what different. is even different about that? The only I watched a like a release video from it, and it's like, yeah, this watch tells time, and then it's also like, you can also go swimming in it, and it, you can do your heart rate, and basically stuff that you can you can do since the Series Four. I didn't see anything in that commercial that's new on the Series Five, besides the fact that it has an always-on display. Am I missing something? No, you are not. Actually, the <laughs> the um, our Apple rep. He was in today, and he was kind of talking about that a little bit. Um, and he's saying like that's really the the selling point for for the Apple Watch right is now. Is he always on the spot? Because they they know everyone knows that it's really not. You know, it's just kind of the basic. Oh, it's going to be a little bit faster and have a little better battery life. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That's, yeah. That's that's its biggest selling point. Yeah, I mean, Series Four was a pretty legitimate upgrade. Like it had better mm-hmm. speakers, had a across the board just a, a better Apple Watch experience. So I'm not surprised that the Apple Watch is following suit with. Like the iPhone in terms of every three years, every four years, big upgrade, and then a little bit more iterative after that point. Uh, a 
big thing that was missed on the keynote too with the Apple Watches, which I'm not saying run out and get the five uh, at all, but, but definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, but do it. No, um, is if you are one of those people that you don't like your phone around, you like hiking and things like that. It has the compass built into it now and all that, where you can see it like large and roll yeah. around. Hmm. And then was that not in it before then? I'm guessing it's it's in there, but it's just not as like fluent and okay. all that. Uh, with the, like they upgrade upgrade the GPS features a little okay, bit okay. more, um, and then another big thing is it has the ability to emergency call out of country. Okay. So the other ones didn't have that, which is very niche. Interesting to say the least. It's very <laughs> yeah. very niche, but if you're a world backpacker or something like Going that, to like, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, and then you're up in the mountains and you break Captured your leg by Boko Haram or that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it can. happens to people, Evan. Okay, <laughs> whatever. People go missing every day. Yeah, Evan just doesn't <laughs> care about people that go missing. We weren't supposed to be a culture show, but culture wow. shock, Evan. <laughs> keep it coming. Life happens fast. <laughs> I think the next segment that we have that we can move on to, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much summed up the iPhones as much as we did. I mean, yeah. Apple watches. Yeah, like, now nah, hold on. Oh, yeah. we do. Okay, so real quick, we did tease the the new iPad, which I, I think is noteworthy because um, adds a couple cool things. So there's a new iPad. It's called iPad Seventh Gen. Um, yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> um, iPad Seventh Gen. It's going from a 9.7 inch display to a 10.2 inch display. Um, it supports the new Apple Smart Keyboard, so you can get that that luxury keyboard experience on the 329 uh, starting price point. Um, and then it also supports first-gen Apple Pencil, much like the previous generation did. So, yeah, I mean, nothing been... nothing crazy going on there, but I think it's a, a more entry. It's an entry-level iPad that you can use as a computer a little bit more because it supports that, that smart keyboard. Yeah, and you can spend, you know, about 250 bucks on two accessories that almost is the same price <laughs> as the iPad itself. Cool. That's besides the point. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't think there's much of a market for those. I'm just kind of like the, the iPad mini. I don't know why that still exists. Sell? The it's, mini's pretty exactly. popular, though. Wait, Doesn't it start at 128 where? gigabyte now? Though? Yeah. That's a joke. But like, um, where, I, I've never sold one in my history of working. Where we he also do. has a lower than 50% port success rate. So. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. That doesn't have anything to do <laughs> but with iPads. <laughs> I, me, personally, I've never been a big iPad person. Like, mm. I've always... I've had Apple. We've no, I've mentioned that in the other show, too, but... I've apples have never like the I, apples uh, <laughs> iPads have never really like piqued my curiosity because for a long time they've just been the 10 inch version of your phone and even with the new iPad OS I think I'd rather still as weird as it sounds I think I'd rather still spend two or three times the money and get a, a MacBook well aren't you just um, privileged <laughs> I guess so that's what we want to call it it's just I I don't when you when you slap the keyboard on there then with the smaller amount of RAM that all of them have like the keyboard itself takes a little bit of it and then I just I haven't I haven't bought in the whole like vibe of like why you should want it why like how is the iPad that much more portable than a MacBook is is I guess where my viewpoint has always been like what can that do that a MacBook can't have a touchscreen Fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm you not, gotta you gotta think that that's. I had really, a Pro Three for a while. I did. I don't. The Surface Pro Three. Yeah. Okay. I don't. 
I don't need a touchscreen in my computer. I don't. Yeah. I don't find it that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but I know it's a lot of people do out there. One thing I did like a lot was like notes in class, which you've mentioned before. That's why you use it a lot. But yep. Yeah, it's a it's, lot of times I can. I my terrible handwriting. Let mm-hmm. me type it. Like <laughs> that's the thing that was like whenever you're whenever you're handwriting notes. Um, I mean every professor now talks about this, but handwriting notes is a lot better for memorization and it creates new neural pathways in your brain when you when you handwrite mm. stuff as opposed to if you're typing it you're just being a stenographer you're just writing down what you or you're just typing what you see whenever you're writing you have to like think about it a little bit more cognitively a little bit deeper um and then interpret your own meaning and then write it so I, I mean i could attest it really does help me in class for my third semester um at school was my worst academically and i took all my notes on keyboard it was also harder classes, but I mean, those things correlate pretty well. Um, since I've switched to handwriting, I feel like I memorize things a lot better. So it is legitimately helpful for me. Um, I started doing it on a Samsung Tab S3. And I, I like Samsung, but that tablet, I had it for less than a year. I had it eight months, already stuttering, like crazy. It was using the Snapdragon 820, which is like the same chip as the S7. It was crazy underpowered, and it, it, stopped, it stopped functioning as, as a tablet, in less than eight months it was insane so yeah i'm on that ipad pro 10.5 life on that oh and i'm, on I'm that. the privileged one mm, that's right yeah it's got that high refresh rate it's buttery smooth apple pencil works like a dream um but no if, if you are like if you want to write notes in class and you don't want to do notebooks for some reason um the ipad with a pencil is a fantastic option I highly recommend it but, but yeah, the, the iPad mini we were talking about earlier, I, I actually had an iPad mini, um, some years ago, it was, it was my first like tablet and it was when I was a little bit younger, it was great as a media consumption device. Like you, you're not getting any work done on that. It's a, it's a very small screen. So mm-hmm. for it, it, it's almost like competing with the fire tablets, but in a different market entirely. Um, I, I'd say it works best as a, as a media device for kids. Like I've never seen an adult carry around an iPad mini. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, <laughs> I have. Correct. You have. I've sold a couple to adults. Really? Um, for their kids? No, it was for them. It <laughs> was. We're, we don't really see it now, but for a while the mini was always the the cheapest iPad that mm-hmm. we had. Now we have the regular that's around that same price point now. So why not get the regular? Yeah. But when we did sell it for, the, it was basically it was like it was cheaper. And they just wanted it for like videos when traveling and things like that. I could see that. I guess, so yeah. Yeah, they didn't want that big nine point seven to twelve inch iPad. They just wanted the little guy. Yeah. Uh, watch their videos. I mean, it had a great battery in it too. So like that's where I sold them a lot. But mm. kind of like you just mentioned too, like for the kids and all that. That's where you sell a lot of them. Yeah. Is you you get the those great Apple parental features that mm-hmm. you don't get in really any other tablet. Uh, so that's the biggest selling point for the mini, I think, is kind of like you hand it with towards the kids. You get those parental features, and it's not the most expensive thing, and yet you can keep them in that Apple family. That's true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Now, um, moving away a little bit from uh, the, the world of Apple, what about that uh, the new phone with a bigger forehead than Zach? <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, okay, if you're, if you're listening in because you can't see, Zach has a receding hairline. He doesn't have a big forehead. I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast. This is my, my this is my final episode. Signing off. And he's gone. Okay, thank God. Um, 
Um, but the, the Pixel 4. The Pixel 4, it, yeah, like you said, it just keeps on leaking. Uh, there's, a, there's a video, we'll link it on our Twitter page. <laughs> we'll link it on our Twitter page, but there's a full hands-on video and like pretty much a review of the Pixel 4, um, assuming it's the XL. And we're still a month out from its release, from its, from its announcement. Um, yeah, again, check out our Twitter page. There's a picture. There's a video of it up on there. Um, but it's massive. Like, the chin is as small as, like, an iPhone chin, like the very bottom of it, I'd say. Hard to tell on video. Mm-hmm. But the forehead is, like, four times the size. It reminds me of that Sony, the Sony Xperia. Oh, God. It's oh, so like a bad. smaller version. Ooh, guys, I'm back. Now I have to go throw up real it's quick. So hey, you mentioned that phone. He's leaving again. Um, leaving again. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm <off>. sorry. <laughs> No, but it's it's pre- it's pretty crazy. Uh, like we said earlier in the beginning, there's just so many more leaks about it. It's it's weird seeing you know the phone actually in person versus just or not in person, but like over video, you on know, a hands-on it, fit, like in exactly in flesh, yeah, exactly versus versus the just pictures. And it, I think I, I don't know what it is with this generation like of phones that are coming out. I'm not too crazy about it. Yeah, that design throws me off hardcore. That, that's the only thing that I is cannot me. stand when a phone that's has gross. a bigger forehead than it does a chin. And yeah, the Xperia is a great example of that. I <laughs> hate how that looks. If you want an example of how to do it correctly, look at the Essential phone. It had a thicker bottom bezel. The top bezel was just razor thin, looked super nice, had that really small notch on it. Beautiful phone. It's. I think a big part is like when it's on bottom, it kind of blends in with your peripheral vision, so you mm-hmm. don't even notice it. Yeah. But when it's on top, you cannot not notice it. True. And what about the um, the smaller assistant UI? Oh yeah, so there's a couple uh, little leaks in there. So on Android, whenever you pull up the Google Assistant, it takes up like the bottom half of the screen. It's like a white, just a white mm-hmm. space that's there. Um, so now it's just like a little colorful bar. Again, the pictures are going to be on our Twitter page. Check it out at Phone Buzz Podcast on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's just a little bar. It, it's it's a lot less intrusive and it's a lot cleaner. It's not just like some massive graphic that's showing you thing. Not a big thing, just a little, little nice polish. Um, also in the video, the phone has a 90 hertz refresh. Get that butter smooth 90 hertz refresh. Um, and then it's coming back with the panda paint job. So it's going to have white glass on the back. It looks pretty clean. It looks just like the iPhone 11 Pro module. 100% looks just like it. We talked about it on the very very first episode. Um, but it's going to have, like, the black border. It looks pretty sharp, it honestly. It looks great. I love it. it yeah, does. it looks nice. It's the one back thing, looks nice. I'm not mad there's a purple one on that one, just because yeah. I do like the white one yeah. a lot white for one that. Nice. And then there's also that, uh, it's a coral-looking color. It's kind of orange. Actually, looks pretty sharp. I don't know if you saw it on the, on the video. I did not, no. Again. I did a, a quick glance at that video. And then, as you noticed, too, the video is subtitled in English, and I have the attention span of a three-year-old, so <laughs> I got very he bored. He doesn't like to read. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> do not. Um, so I got very bored of the subtitles and kind of drifted off. But <laughs> That makes sense. Um, but yeah, apparently that, that big forehead, that Tyra Banks forehead, is not for nothing. It's going to house a radar unit. It's called their Project Soli. Um but it, it shoots out radar, and then whenever you wave your hand in front of it, it does gestures. We kind of talked about this in the first episode, too. Um, you can do things like you know play, pause music, volume up, um, maybe scrolling on a web page. But that entire big forehead is just for a radar unit. Mm-hmm. Whether that's worth it or not, I don't know. We'll have to see it in store. But I just think it looks fugly as hell. Accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of lost my uh, train of thought after you, you <laughs> dropped that in right there. Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, I really don't remember where I was going. So I'm ready for a coral. Ready for a coral? I'm ready for a coral. A I good like coral. Good coral. Yeah. yeah. Like the iPhone XR coral. That that was where it was at. You if like they that put one? that on the Pro. The only, I'd probably be snatching it up. The mm. only thing with the XRs, at least, I didn't like. You, you got a two tone. Because there's aluminum body, aluminum. so you had yeah. one color on the front and another. Co- I mean, one color on the back, another one on the sides. Mm. Uh, wasn't a big fan about that. I do remember my train of thought now. We'll go for um, it. I don't remember if we mentioned it in the first episode, but I mean, you popped it up with the new Google Assistant there too. We mm-hmm. have the next generation coming in the four also. Of. I don't know if of the Google Assistant. Ooh. Um, I guess you guys have not seen the video of it. Um, don't we can so. throw it up on our Twitter page too. Uh, one, it's so fast now. It's like mm-hmm. three times faster than the old one was. Like responding and to commands or just yeah, like Yeah, responding to commands. Okay. Uh, in the video that I watched at least, it was really fast at any time. It was like, of course, every command still, hey, Google first, but it would like... Nope, like there goes my phone. <laughs> uh, the, hey, Google, like, uh, what's the weather today? Uh. Then instantly it's like, what's the weather for tomorrow? And it pops it up. Huh. Then at one point in time, what really caught me was uh, at one point they were like, hey, Google, show me pictures of Yellowstone. And so they pop up pictures of Yellowstone. And then and it's like, hey, Google, show me pictures of the animals. And it Ooh. filters out everything besides the animals in it. And I noticed it with, uh, like, I have Google Photos on my phone right uh-huh. now. And even that alone is a little bit smarter. And it's already found like so, I take a lot of pictures of my dog that I have. His name's Bear. He's a good boy. <laughs> and uh, I, I like I was looking in the folder. It created a folder just for him. Yeah. Like it recognized it and it put a whole picture. And that's when I noticed I have a problem of how many pictures I take of my dog. <laughs> but that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it's smart. The Google Assistant knows what it's doing. And yeah, you guys will have to check that video out. But I think that's one thing to really be excited <laughs> for in the Pixel also. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Google Photo Assistant features are super cool. Um, I think I've had it on my phone for a couple years now, but yeah, like you said, it's it separates by um, animals, it separates by people. It'll it'll put their faces in a specific album, and the best part is it does it with like even screenshots. So if you got memes on your phone, like you can search by like Chuck Norris <laughs> memes, like or search, you know whatever. Like, they're in there. It, that's right. Yeah. Um, but it also does like you said pets, but it'll actually separate what pets you have. So if you have like a dog that has a white coat, it'll separate those photos from like a cat or like a dog with a black coat. Um, I've even got two tabby cats in my in my life, and it separates them really well. Like there's only <laughs> one photo that shows up on the other. It's pretty crazy, kind of yeah, scary. Christian's a uh, cat lady. I, I'm, I'm, I, I do love my cats. <laughs> also, you have now spoiled your secret of how you get to your meme so fast. So That's right. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> I I am. Y'all need to be on that train. You're sleeping gonna, on it. Are we gonna drop in the podcast? Do what? Are you going to drop in the podcast? Drop in what in the podcast? Let everyone know your secret. We just went over it, Evan. I think Where so. Were you? Yeah. It's the fact that Google uh, Photos will bring out the faces in his memes and <laughs> bundle them all together. So I got all my Nicolas Cage memes in one in one pack. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't listening the whole time. Awesome. Yeah. Shocker. Dope. Yeah. Just behind the times. It's whatever. I didn't even know it did that, and I've been using it forever. <laughs> yeah, it's on the Assistant tab. You have to. You have to kind of dig through a little bit to find out uh find out all the little features but use it more than just another storage location basically that's right <laughs> yikes 
I think we've hit a lot of topics here today, but I think I think that's going to be it for us today. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the third ever Phone Buzz podcast brought to you by the three guys that sell phones all day. I'm Evan Krause. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace.